In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another Foot in the Opposition camp here on the Glovers Cast. Delighted to welcome a Southend Echo reporter who I think is actually making his hat-trick appearance on the Glovers Cast. He's also an FCA's nominee, although we hope he doesn't win because he's actually in our category. And that is the Southend's Echo's Chris Phillips. Chris, how are you? Welcome back. I'm good, thank you. Does that mean I get presented with a, a match ball at the weekend? Or I think so. I am? Yeah, possibly. Like Someone's going to have to... One's in, a, in a glass, in a nice little thing. I look forward to it, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure we can arrange to make that happen. That, that'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> um, it's hard not to look back at the back end of last season with these two clubs. And you and I spoke ahead of our live TV game, actually, and said that we were both pretty fearful of the very existence of our football club we got sorted over the summer we now don't feel like we're going to go out of existence and the good news very recently for south end is that south end now don't necessarily immediately fear for their future either tell us a little bit about what is going on off the field completely first at south end united where do you start it's been uh, an incredibly busy hectic few weeks months years it's just been one thing after another covering south and united and it's a double whammy for me because i support them as well so it's been 24 7 doom and gloom unfortunately and uh, yeah to cut very very long story short we were back in court on wednesday last week and that was the date that all, all of us had been fearing for so long on our previous visit to the court we basically survived because it was a football club, the judge said, if it had been any kind of other business, he without the attachment of the fans, he would have wound the club up. So we were given the final warning. I was there, so it was in no uncertain terms that if it wasn't sorted by this date, then that was it. There was going to be no more South End United. So nobody ever wants to have that hanging over them. We were all worried for, for so long. And then... There'd been murmurs and I knew that there'd been interest from one Australian called Justin Reese, um, and he managed to get a consortium together um, and that had been going on for quite some time. And ultimately, they agreed heads of terms on Tuesday, it was announced. Um, so I caught wind of it on Monday that it was actually all happening. Um, and now it's done subject to due diligence, which I never knew until this happened. That is actually really difficult to say. Um, so that still has to happen. So with it being South End, you do worry a little bit and you think, oh, God, um, until it's officially rubber stamped, you, you don't like to think it's all done. But everyone's told me that it's all very positive. Those involved on and off the record keep stressing to me that it's all good and that I don't need to stress anymore. So, yes, we've lived to fight another day. We've won the last couple of games. And it's been nice that there's been a bit of positivity around the place because it's been an awful long time since that's been the case. So hopefully it just gets officially finalised and uh, we can look forward to a brighter future. When the announcement was made, November the 1st was that 
key point in time. That was the aim that they were hoping to be in charge by. Is that still the plan? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's when they envisage it all being done and that's how long that it's going to take. There's always that little bit of a worry when it in terms of South End and it's such a complicated situation with the finances and everything that you do fear that they might find something that might put them off. But there's a lot of people involved. I've spoken to them all now, uh, all of the consortium, and they're all quite excited by their participation in, in what's happening. And they all went the best for the club and they're all really excited to to be involved. So I feel a little bit better for, from that point of view that everyone's in it. And um, I think it was important as well because there almost becomes a, a mentality that you develop and you want anyone but Ron Martin kind of thing. And you it's... Well, that probably is the case. You also got to get the the right person, but Ron Martin kind of thing, and that's what's encouraged me. I've had quite a lot of talks with uh, Justin Reese. He's a, he's a really good guy, and he really understands the part that Southend plays in the community and how important the club is and, and what it should be. Um, so I've been uh, feel a lot better for for that as well. So yeah, I think it's ninety nine percent done, um, and we've just got to wait officially for it to be a hundred percent done. But uh, yeah, it has been a lot better the last few weeks, and we still have a club because we. Were worried that Wednesday could potentially have been it and it would have been no more and we wouldn't be playing um, and no football fan ever wants that you're, you're used to defeat especially us guys that support the lower league clubs you're used to defeats and bad refereeing decisions and things like that that you like to moan about but when it becomes a bit more sinister and serious and you think god you know what like this time next week I might not even have a football team to support, it really hits home how much it does matter to you. So um, it's positive news for now, and let's hope that continues. Uh, one of the parallels that has been drawn between the two clubs is is this in-betweeny bit, because we had a, quote, stewardship that fell on its backside very, very quickly, but then was saved almost for a second time. Who's, who's running the ship at the moment in between one and the other? Yeah, I see what you mean. So Tom Lawrence is the is the chief executive and he will still be there when this new consortium comes in. So he's the man that's involved in the day-to-day -day running and, and he's been fantastic in fairness. He's He's gone above and beyond in, in that duty and Southend wouldn't have survived as long as they have done without him. Um, he doesn't like to, to do interviews. He doesn't like the attention, which is fair enough. Um, so potentially people don't necessarily understand just how much that he has done to ensure that, that Southend has carried on even this far so he definitely deserves a, a lot of credit because what he's done has just been incredible really and he's got a good working relationship with Kevin Mayer as well so between them the chief exec and the manager they've been a huge huge part in, in getting Southend this far and you just hope now that with better ownership they'll have the the free the sort of the freedom and the finances to to really be able to show what they can do when when the clubs run properly. I wanted to ask about Kevin Mayer and I, I'm glad you've name checked in there because from the outside looking in, I don't understand how any coach at any level can motivate a group of players that might not get paid, haven't been paid, probably won't get paid some of the money they're earned, have to put together enough results, enough teams to get enough sort of points going to even win games of football with sometimes two or three substitutes, if that. How, how has he done that? How has he galvanised a group of players? Because from the outside looking in, it just doesn't look possible. Yeah, it's been an incredible achievement by all of them that, that have been involved in the playing side of things this year. I think they've just got, they're good players, first of all, um, they recruited well um, and they've got a, a good strengths in uh, a lot of areas of the pitch. So 
that's first and foremost. But I think they've almost developed this sort of siege mentality, really, that it's this squad against the world kind of thing. And with the backing of the fans as well, that, that have been fantastic. So I think they've become closer together. So I think all of them have developed a real close togetherness. And that's going to happen when there's so few players involved. Um, so they've just got that real team spirit. Everyone's involved. The fans have been fantastic. There's that real camaraderie and that real feeling of everyone's in it together and I think that's what continues to to drive them forward and and that's how and why the results have been possible but you kind of when you're in it and you kind of just think oh that's that when you take a step back and you think well Southend had two pre-season friendlies they didn't know whether or not a week before the season they would even be able to start the season they certainly didn't know until just before the season started that the first game of the season was going to be Allowed to be paid at home. Staff went three months without getting paid. There was a, a transfer embargo that's still in place. That's over a year now. So that's coming up to 13, 14 months. Um, it's just when there's no water at the training ground for a long time. It is just awful. And the thing is, when it's so bad and it keeps being so bad and it keeps on happening, you kind of become a little bit blase about it because you're like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that's South End, isn't it? And that's just what you became. And it should never have been allowed to, to get that far. And it was just so bad for, for so long that thankfully the matches have still been good to go to. And South End are a really good team and, and they really, really care and really try. So even if it's not their day and they'll lose, which will happen to all teams in the lower leagues, they've given it all they can and you can't ever fault them. It might not be the best of performances, but that's going to happen. So thankfully their displays and their passion for the club has been what's given everybody a lift when it was most needed. I think if we'd been losing every week and the, and the team had been rubbish and we were bottom of the league, well, before the points deduction, if we were like, you know, really struggling, it would have been even more difficult to take. So yeah, huge credit goes to Kevin Mayer, his staff and the players, because I don't think there can be many, if any, teams that have had to battle with everything that's been thrown in their direction recently. You you touched on it there, the 10-point deduction, as if that wasn't enough, everything that was going on here will take 10 points away. That would normally derail a club. It has done plenty of times in the past, but it, it doesn't seem to have done so with South with South End. 10 points, you're still not in the relegation zone. You've clawed sort of a few points back to almost negate that deduction. And actually are in a decent little vein of form at the minute. It's it's going okay despite that, isn't it? Yeah, and there were a couple of times during the course of the season where I should have known better, really, with the character of this group, but I did fear. So one of them was the uh, points deduction. And then another one, we had this really painful defeat away at York City. Everything that could go wrong just did go wrong. It was one of those days. We had two players sent off. The, the referee wasn't... A, wasn't the best and it was just really tough to take and you sort of we had a match the following Tuesday and I, I genuinely didn't think we'd have enough players to be able to even fulfill the fixture eventually we were allowed to get a, a couple in and the and the league relaxed the rules a little bit otherwise we we wouldn't have been able to do so and they were the two times where I thought do you know what there's only so many times you can keep taking these punches it's like being a boxer isn't it eventually you're going to get knocked out and you're not going to be able to get back up again but this South End side is just, it's incredible, really, the resilience that they've shown to just keep on going in the face of such adversity. It's been time and time and time again. And every time something really serious has, has happened and it's been hard to take, they've just bounced back and won the next game and seemingly everything's all right again. But uh, it's been, I mean, I felt it and I'm not as, as as involved as they are. They're in it 
all day every day and although it's felt that way for me at times it's a lot more difficult for them so again it's just it's been an awful long time since I've had so much admiration for a South End side I'll, I'll put it that way because what they're doing for this club is is remarkable and it deserves to be highlighted a lot more than it is I know it's the National League and people necessarily don't pay much attention to it as they do to the bigger clubs. But uh, yeah, Southend deserves a lot of credit. And it makes me laugh sometimes when you sort of see these sort of Premier League fans and the Premier League clubs that have got a, an injury crisis and, oh no, they're only going to, they're going to have to pick the fourth choice left back who they only signed for six million, you know. And there's Southend with two subs, people playing out of position, fans marching through the high street in big numbers, not knowing if their club's going to be there in a few days. And it's real football with real fans. And if anything, I think nothing good has really come from this. This would be the wrong word and the wrong way to describe it. But I think it's underlined just how much this football club means to our community. And I think that's the biggest thing that, that's come from it. And I really hope that moving forward, that kind of community spirit and that fighting spirit can really motivate the club and provide that momentum for them to really push forward once everything's sorted and I'm quite confident that that spirit will continue. Let's have a little word on the squad then. To describe it as threadbare at times is probably doing it an injustice. Um, had to scramble a goalkeeper together at very last minute at one point I believe David Martin had to just kind of do it because no one else could. Um, am I right in thinking that a couple of new faces have started to come through the door now though? Yes, yeah, so we had to have another new goalie as well because the new goalie got injured, so then we had to have another new goalie. So, yeah, Kevin Mayer said before the game that he was a little bit worried at one point that we might have to play an outfield player in goal. So, Southend had been in transfer embargo for over a year. It was September last year that it, that it came into effect. Now, under the rules of the embargo, you're allowed 16 registered players. Um, so, that's still the situation. The transfer embargo won't be lifted until the takeover is completed. So, it'll be the start of November before Southend have the freedom to hopefully be able to strengthen their squad. But there is a bit of leeway because otherwise Southend wouldn't be able to play their matches at the moment. So when somebody does get injured, they're able to register somebody else. But as soon as the person that they have replaced becomes available again, that new person is then deregistered, if I've made that make sense. Um, so that's the situation that we're at. So we had the new goalie who then got injured and then we had another new goalie. So he came in, we had Murray Valletti came in, Brooklyn Cabalonga, who was at um, Billericay, he's come in and we had a couple of others. Um, new striker and Daniel Kanu. So yeah, we've had one or two come through, but they're just replacing players that, that have been injured. So um, yeah, there hasn't been a South End game this season where they've been able to fill their full allocation of substitutes. So yeah, it's um, that says a lot. So there's seven on the bench. You can name seven on the bench in the FA Cup. Yeah, well, they won't be for South End. Not a chance, I presume. <laughs> Have you got some youngsters you can call? Have you got the under 18s in there so you can call? No, because they count as um they count as 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 a new signing would. And wow. um, so if you register them, then that would then block you being able to sign someone that would be a bit more experienced and a bit more battle ready for national league football. Um so no, you're not able to register a U-team player because that would count as a first team registration. So yeah, that's been another reason why there hasn't been uh, enough substitutes so far this season. Barmy, absolutely Barmy. Um, give us a couple of names then to keep an eye out for at the weekend. Who has stood out from the crowd in amongst this craziness? 
Harry Carbrell has been absolutely fantastic. He's already got 11 goals this season and, and coming into this campaign, I think his best ever for the one season was 10. So he's already had his, his best season and we're only just entering October. So yeah, he, he's been fantastic. We've also, we've always known with uh, Harry that he had the capabilities and the, the strength and the space and the speed and everything that you would need to be a top striker. But Put simply, he's never been able to get a, a run of games together. He's never had that sustained level of fitness to to be at his best for a significant period of time. Now, touch wood, that's happened so far this season. I think he's played in all 15 games. And he's got 11 goals and, and a couple of assists. So it's the best start to a season that a Southend player has had since wrote it yesterday, the 1962, I think it was. So, yeah, he's definitely one to to keep an eye on. The last few goals have been headers coming into the box. So, yeah, he, he's been fantastic. So, without any shadow of a doubt, he'd be one that keep an eye on. And I think one of the other players that we mentioned, the South End have been sort of short of players in certain areas. So, Harry Taylor, who was a midfielder last year, has gone back into the back three, seemingly just to do a job for the team. And he's been brilliant in that role and that kind of doing it for the team spirit has uh, really shone out for Southend so far this season so you could pick out players all over the pitch but Cav Miley's a really good player as well in the centre of the park but yeah I'd go with the the, the two Harrys Gus Scott Morris has, has done well as well so there's a lot of talent in this Southend team and that really does emphasise the recruitment that's been done especially as they haven't been able to sign someone properly for so long what does the FA Cup mean to Southend this season? Is it a mild inconvenience with bigger fish to fry and staying in the league and moving up the league? Or do you think it's a bit of a a bit of a breath from trying to figure out what the heck's going on in the league? Is this just a bit of a freebie for Southend? I asked that exact question yesterday to uh, Harry Carwell. So there you go. And he said, no, he loves the FA Cup. Um, first game he ever, one of the first games he ever went to was an FA Cup final. Um, he had a really good cup run when he was with Chorley and they got to the fourth round, I think he said it was. So, no, I, I thought that. I thought maybe it was an inconvenience and one that Southend could have could have done without. But uh, no, he put me right straight away and said that they, they want to win. They want a cup run. Um, they want to go as far as they can and, and, and really sort of build something extra special. Um, one thing's for sure, they won't be changing the starting lineup too much. So we haven't got to worry about that. There's not going to be any weakened uh, weakened lineups or anything like that because uh, that isn't possible for, for Southend at the moment. So it'll be the same squad. Um, and yeah, I think this team will, will want to win. The, the cliche, isn't it? Whatever game it is, they'll, they'll, they'll want to represent themselves well. But uh, yeah, definitely Harry Carwell really emphasised yesterday that uh, by no means was it one that they weren't caring about and they weren't looking at it as an inconvenience for a small squad or anything like that. So he was really fired up for it. And I'm, and I'm sure, I haven't spoken to him, that everyone else will be feeling the same way. And it helps as well that they won the last couple of games. So they'll be on a high and they'll be looking forward to sort of getting back Back out there, whoever it was against in whatever competition. I wanted to ask a little bit about the supporters because we've enjoyed this season seeing our name at the top of attendance lists quite a lot. But when I look on those sort of same social media accounts that post those attendance lists, Southend's name is always top. And I yeah. just thought I've seen the pictures of the protests, 5,000 plus in the stadium, even though you don't want to be there to support a chairman who you don't want anymore, but the team needs you. Tell us a little bit about the supporters' mentality recently of supporting the team rather than the regime, to borrow a phrase, and how many do you think are coming down to Somerset on Saturday? Yeah, the South End support has, has been incredible for a long time, but especially in these uh, 
challenging situation. So the attendances have been absolutely incredible. Um, quite a few fans aren't haven't been going to, to home games. Um, I'm like I said, I grew up a South End fan, so a lot of my friends are South End supporters, and I'd say it was probably about a 60-40% mix. So 60% have still been going to the games and and 40% of them haven't. So the attendances have been good in spite of that. But uh, yeah, they'll go to the away games because they don't see that as having put money in uh, in Ron Martin's pockets. So the support all over the country for South End at the games has been incredible. And I think that has played a huge, huge part. I don't think you can underestimate that. I think it's been a massive motivation for the players. I think in their moment of uh, madness and when things have been tough, I think they've definitely sought inspiration from the supporters. And I also think the level of support has made Southend more of an attractive proposition for someone to come in and buy. I think if you look at Southend as a business perspective and why would you want to buy it? It's a club that's in debt and dying and you wouldn't want to touch it with a barge pole kind of thing. But I think the potential of what the club could be is what makes it a more attractive proposition. And I'm sure that's all of those that are involved in the consortium will agree that as well. So I think more than any time I've ever covered South End, the fans have been the real heartbeat of the team and the club in driving it forward. It was them that really stood up and said they'd had enough of the way that, that it was being run. And they've made their voices clear and fair play to them. I think the support has been incredible this year. And I'd be surprised if there's been a club in recent times that has had such inspirational support because it's made such a such difference. And I think you find out how much you care about things when it's at risk of not being there anymore. Um, that's how I feel as talking as a South End fan. Um, and I'm sure that's replicated by a lot of others. A couple more questions just while we finish off here. One thing I noticed actually to, today that we, uh, as, as we're recording on, on Tuesday, um, you announced a 24-hour challenge that you're undertaking. Oh, I yeah. to give you an opportunity just to have a, a bit of a shout-out regarding that challenge coming up in the near future. So if any Yeovil or Southend fans have stumbled across this and, and, and want to get involved in support, tell us about it. It's a bit crazy, really. I tend to do these like bizarre charity challenges that I sort of agree to do and then... They get announced and then I think, yeah, I'm not really too sure how I'm going to do that. So I did one in the summer. So I played tennis for 11 hours and five minutes nonstop. So just about recovered from that one. And with this one, um, I do quite a lot in the area for mental health and try and do what I can to support it, having had my, my own struggles. So the club came to me due to that and said that they were looking at putting on a match for mind. So rather than just standing outside with a with a few buckets and that, which is great, it raises the money and that's fantastic. I wanted to try and think of something that was a little bit more unusual and might grab people's attention a little bit more so we could get out to even more people than we would have done just from standing outside. So to emphasize that it's good to talk, that was kind of the meaning behind it i'm going to be doing a 20 yeah 24 hours which is quite a long time uh live stream um talking to various different sports people and probably talking to myself for quite a long time um for 24 hours which leads into the match for mine so it's the 20th of october starts at 1 p.m and then it runs to 1 p.m the next day for the match against solihull but yeah, got some really good names. So Harry Redknapp said that 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 he'll come on. Mark Foster, who's our big Olympian locally in the swimming. Um, Kevin Mayer's coming on the manager, and so is Justin Reese, who's obviously the the man with the consortium. So he's going to be coming on, and it's looking like at the moment that's going to be the first match that that he will attend at Roots Hall. So 
ultimately it's just about trying to get the message out there and spreading awareness about mental health issues because I think when you're going through it yourself you can think that it's just you and you can worry even more and can be a bit reluctant to to want to speak out because you think that it's just something that's wrong with you but nobody should ever feel ashamed so that's the the method of what I'm trying to do is just trying to get it out there and it'll be a bit of fun like you know it's not going to be a serious production it's not going to be a polished production it's just me talking to people for 24 hours and people will drip in and out and watch bits of it and hopefully um, we can raise quite a lot of money at the end of it. Very nice indeed. We are a football club that has, has of course, been touched greatly by mental health over recent years. So excellent, excellent yeah. cause. Really well, do the appreciate last, it. The last match for mine we did actually was against Yeovil. So that day we walked from Chelmsford to South End, which is the area that our local mind covers. So it's 22 miles. So yeah, that day we walked from the cricket ground, Essex cricket ground in Chelmsford to Roots Hall carrying the match ball. And that was obviously because of the the two captains that we sadly have both taken their their own life. So yeah, very, very sad. And um, no, we'll always be linked together and Yeovil were great that day. So um, got a lot of admiration for them and how they conduct themselves. What we'll do with anyone listening to this is once we've uh, posted this on match day morning is we'll find a, a, a tweet or a retweet of you and we'll put this link underneath. So if anyone wants to check it out and get involved, oh, and help come on as well. You should come on. We have a chat. And see, I don't know who you got that day, but you've got um, Worthing Away. Oh, okay. I'm sure we can find time. Let's figure yeah, it out. Let's, let's work the logistics. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I want to finish with one last question. Um, last time Southend and Yeovil met, Reese Murphy and Jake Hyde both scored. Can we agree that they both score again on Saturday? It seems only <laughs> At what end? <laughs> the right end. <laughs> how have they been getting on? I know Reese has been getting a few goals, hasn't he? How they, how's he been, how have they been doing? you got Frank Nublé as well. He was at South End for a bit. Of course, so. yeah. It, it could well be a South End, ex-South End front yeah. three the line um jake hyde's been in and out he got uh, a goal very early on but hasn't really had the opportunities because of the form of reese murphy we yeah. seem to be going with a solo striker and then sort of quicker players in behind and uh, a frank newblay carrying the ball and we've got a young lad called jordan young who have probably just kept hyde's minutes sort of out of the squad he did come on and then got sent off actually ended up with a suspension at a time that he might have been used um, I think Jake Hyde's got a part to play in the near future. We're definitely going to need the squad. And as for Reese, oh, I felt I fell back in love with that man very quickly when he returned. <laughs> He's already into double figures. He's already got at least one match ball from the FA Cup at home in his at home in his garage already. Um, yeah, I love that man. They've both been really good. Um, I'd like to see more from Jake Hyde. I don't think he's quite yeah. hit the heights that he can. Um, New Blaze is fantastic. Such a strong ball carrier. Really, really looking forward to seeing him um, up against a team that we expect to have a go at us. We yeah, aren't expecting Southend to shut up shop like some sides have done this season. And actually, that's where I think Nublé comes into his own. We saw it a little bit against Avely. They had a bit of a go and it gave Nublé a bit of space to get the ball and yeah. go and run and be the absolute tank that he is. So um, <laughs> they've all had their moments, some more than others. Reese Murphy... Is our is our yeah we 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 love that man more than anything else. Yeah, um, I'm really glad you... to see Reese doing well because he's a really good guy. Um, yeah. um, actually, my mental health group sponsors one of the Southend players, and just by chance, 
uh, Reese was on our table at the end of year uh, sponsors night um, the last season and he's such a nice guy and it was sad to see that he just couldn't get those run of games going. He he started off at Southend quite well, then he had a really bad injury, I think against Yeovil actually. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, it took him quite a long time to sort of come back from that one and then he never really quite had that sort of build up of fitness and then he was coming in and out and... He still had that. The thing about him is his awareness, isn't it? He's fantastic at getting in the right areas to score. He might not always convert the opportunities, which is fair enough. That's maybe why he hasn't played higher. But he's got a fantastic ability of being in the right place at, at the right time. And yeah, I really felt for him. And he came back and then he got really bad injuries seemingly at Barnet. And I just felt for him that he's such a nice guy and you sort of know how much work goes into it when, when someone's injured and they're coming back all the time. So... I just hope that he, I hope he doesn't do well on Saturday, like no offence, but uh, I'm really, really pleased. And we do always keep an eye out for Yeovil's scores, actually, and see if uh, Reese Murphy or, or Jake Hyde in particular have scored. So Jake Hyde's another one that sadly didn't really get a run of games at Southend. He was in and out with injuries, but he's another one that's really nice to talk to and a really good guy. So I'm really pleased that, uh, that they're doing well. Hopefully they continue to do well. And I'd like to see Yeovil get promoted but no offense obviously I hope that they're uh, not at their best at the weekend so I do like to see Yeovil do well but just for uh, one Saturday only it would be nice if they if they didn't. <laughs> Fantastic Chris thank you so much it's always a pleasure I always enjoy it when you come and chat on about Southend I feel there's such <laughs> waffle on for ages. <laughs> so we'll have to keep doing it hopefully next season we do get promoted and we can have a yes. couple more of these as well listen Chris I'm going to wrap it up thank you so much for your, uh, for your time uh, on this uh, wonderful afternoon brilliant thanks mate thank you and with a quick turn skipper Alex Dock slams it in there's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal.